three. <laughs> Why'd you double up? Huh? <laughs> you look like you clapped twice. Oh right? no, I did not. Just yeah, we to gotta, fuck it up. Yeah, we, we really gotta rehearse. Hey, that. fuck it up. Like if, if the Oompa Loompas can get a whole song in one shot, we you know we got we got there. Yeah. Okay, they were all in the same place though. Yeah, but they were always on point. They was and that was all improv too. Like what? <laughs> Motherfuckers have bars. But hey, welcome to. Bros of Murder. No, we are not back back, but we're only semi back because this is the start of the new season. I'm Andre. I'm Batley. I'm Robert. Yep. And I am oh. Hey Money. <laughs> yeah, so what we wanted to do this time instead of like we a lot has been happening in the media and we felt as though we needed to like talk about it and get it out. Battle, do you wanna kick us into it? No, but I will. <laughs> I seen the highest of highs. Ooh, I seen the lowest of lows. And I don't know where to go. Where? I've been high, I've been low. I see six, I see hoes, I see drugs. Where it go? In your arm, in your nose. Money hungry. So, we all know what happened recently. There was a trial that went on, and it took a year to actually have a trial to find someone guilty of murder. And to be quite honest, I, 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 I feel like it shouldn't have taken so long to get some type of justice. I feel like there's a lot to be done outside of just posting random things. It's being a little bit more deliberate. While we got a lot of news, a lot of, while we got the verdict that we all wanted, for me, I wasn't necessarily happy. I wasn't happy because what, where do we go from here? Where do we go with this verdict? Yeah, the sentencing happened is going to happen. We may hear what we want to hear, but even even still, like there's more that needs to happen. So today what we are going to be talking about is the Chauvin trial. And while, again, while we got news that we wanted to hear, the verdict that we wanted to hear, there's a lot more work that needs to be done. So sit back and enjoy what we have in store for you all well first i want to comment on like how don't it's not over mm-hmm. like nancy Pel- did you hear what nancy pelosi absolutely said? Oh my god <laughs> i did roll yeah. my eyes it was as bad as when they were king take loss yeah it didn't take a knee <laughs> but, yeah oh it was it was some tomfoolery i'll play the audio a bit and thank god the jury validated what we saw what we saw so again thank you george floyd for sacrificing your life for justice for being there to call out to your mom how how heartbreaking was that call out for your mom i can't breathe but because of you and because of thousands millions of people around the world who came out for justice your name will always be synonymous with justice. And now we have to make sure justice prevails in the sentencing. 
But that's, you know, that's, a, that's its own procedure. In the actual show, but she basically just thanked George Floyd for sacrificing himself for justice. And it's like, yeah. he didn't volunteer. <laughs> so I can't really no. say it was a sacrifice. Like, it wasn't like some Hunger Games shit and he threw no. his hands up. He was, he was murdered. Yeah. Like, just call... It's like the fact that she felt the need to come out and say that is really indicative on how, like, little of a shit she really cared. That's the kind of person who needs a speechwriter. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. If you don't have someone you're putting all your words through and you keep saying shit like that, reevaluate it. Just get, like, a black intern and be like, Nancy, no, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't fucking say that shit. The optics on this are terrible. And the wild thing is, everyone that's listening... As soon as the verdict was read, we got on a phone call and we're talking about, okay, here's what we need to prepare for because we right. kind of know like what people are going, people that are going to come out of the woodworks and say, or like different politicians are going to do, celebrities, what it may be. And what do you know, like as, like a day later, Andre sent a text <laughs> and was like, yo, check this out. We were just talking about it. So buffoonery. Our, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then even a day after that, I'll send you guys the uh, the picture later. But someone literally spray painted over the memorial of George Floyd and said, "No nigger lives matter." And it's like if that doesn't show you that it's not over, (laughs) like we can be excited about this verdict and that he got found guilty, and yeah, that's great and that's awesome. But don't let that like think, well, we just cured racism and police brutality in America. Let's, let's pat ourselves on the back and walk into the sunset. Like, no, we still got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Like, a 16-year-old girl, what was her name? Micaiah Bryant was shot by police. A new body cam footage from Tyrell Wilson case that happened in 2018. Another black man, unarmed, shot by police. Yesterday, because I was just looking it up to see, like, other cases that happened. Yesterday, a man, it was in, wait, where was it? Okay, Isaiah Brown. He broke down on his car in a highway. A cop pulled over to help him, drove him home, left, and they got called back to help him again. And he drove back and for no reason shot him three times, no, 10 times in the chest. And he's in the hospital now. Jesus. And his family are like, you were just here helping him, give him a ride home. You left and came back. Why did you shoot him? The department has no reason to why he was shot. They're not, re- not releasing the body cam footage yet. And they admittedly said that there is no motive to why he got shot. And the guy is not charged with anything yet. Like, you literally just shot a man 10 times for no reason whatsoever. And you're at home chilling. Yeah, that's that's not a flight risk. That's not a person we want to hold until like, dude, and, they and, can have a hearing. And all they want to know is, okay, so you did it. Why'd you do it? And they just have no answers whatsoever. And then there was another case that happened in Hawaii a few days ago. It was uh, Lyndon Mayan. It happened on April 14th. He lives five houses down from an Airbnb rental. He walked to that Airbnb rental. Like, he's just walking in a neighborhood. And apparently, and this is up in the air, there may or may not have been a burglary call to the police. But police were there. They said that it was for a call, but for right now, there's no record of any call. But they got there, saw him, basically ran up on him and tackled him. And then got into a fight and they shot him three times. His wife wants to know, why did why did you even run up on him in the first place? Right. And they have no answers or no questions. They know it's being held accountable. So it's like, yeah, we got the verdict in this case that we wanted, but there's still shit still out there happening every day. <laughs> like, yeah. don't let this cloud, like, still be vigilant 
and like, you know, keep your head in a swivel because like it's still happening. Right. Well, especially when like there's so many just departments out there who like think of themselves as an island. They're like, oh, that, you know, that's happening in another city. That yeah. doesn't happen in my hometown. I'm not a racist cop. Our department isn't that bad. Um, but like the profession is rooted in oppression. oppression. Yeah. Like it is normally scooting around that. And it just, it sucks. And it's and you see a lot of people out there. Like there's another incident that happened yesterday where this cop punched a girl in the face three times, and uh, two of the other officers like pulled him off. And then people were like, you know, clapping and shit. Like, oh, those are good cops. It was like, mm, were they? Not unless they put him in handcuffs. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> he just assaulted a girl who was handcuffed on the ground, and who they knew had schizophrenia. Was having a mental episode, and he still shows a punch in the face three times. And you told him to have a timeout. Like he should lose his job over that. Well, and yeah, yeah. it's like that that one video of um, the guy who was having a schizophrenic episode, or no, epileptic episode, and he had been asking for help. It was like at the mall. There's video of it. I can't remember his name at the moment, but um, and he they were punching him in the face while he was like foaming at the mouth. It's like he needs medical attention. He's not fighting you. It's just a bad optics on like both sides. <laughs> like you got people who were like denying that it's an issue and you know and then saying like oh well if you don't want to have attention by the cops don't do anything illegal what about all the other fucking times where people weren't doing anything illegal and still got shot by the police well and the worst part is not only weren't doing something illegal but needed the police's help yeah actively needed their help right those situations where you know something horrible was happening and it was finally a case for like the police to come in and be heroes and instead they destroyed someone's life Mm -hmm. and ruined a family like this one video went viral during the initial riots of the George Floyd riots where there was like a group of black business owners boarding up their stores and then three dudes ran up and were like bashing the windows out and they uh-huh. called the cops to help them and the cops came and arrested them and you watch the guys who did it just running away as the people who called the police are getting arrested saying that those are the fuckers who did it. <laughs> like, right. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I think people need to recognize about the whole idea of policing that policing specifically policing in the united states and the first ideas of policing happened back in like the 1700s where they had this thing called slave patrol and slave patrol was exactly how it sounds they just went around making sure that the slaves weren't doing anything that they weren't supposed to do so being happy absolutely (laughs) drinking water and and those were the first for- forms of like policing in the United States. So moving forward, fast fo- fast forwarding to things that happened throughout time, uh, you know, civil rights movement and how people, specifically black people, were treated and treated by law enforcement. It kind of kept that trend because there are different types of there are different types of um, laws that went into place when it. Whether it be like, you know, like your Jim Crow laws and or like your drug laws that you have that predominantly hurt and affect people of color, specifically black people. This this trend or this idea of policing and police being heroes, while things have gotten better in the sense that there's no more slave patrols it's still an issue of 
people having the fundamental right of inalienable human rights, right? So I think at times we lose that as people of color because I I know for me, like when I'm pulled over, the times that I've been pulled over, I know that... You need to accommodate. Exactly. To make the police officer feel safe. Like, for instance, I'll roll all my windows down. I'll make sure that I have all my paperwork on the dashboard because I know, like, if I try to contest and say, what am I being pulled over for? What am I doing like what is your bad number whatever it may be if i question them it's like okay get out of your fucking car and maybe survive this or maybe not so while white people can say oh no if you just listen if you just do this and that it's like okay even with people listening even if i'm listening doesn't mean i'm going to not have a target on my back yeah or not be seen as a possible threat because if we look at how black people are sorry i'm getting really mad if we look how black people are treated in media are portrayed in media it's not good oh, it's all. not good it's either you're like, like demonized or you're hypersexualized absolutely or it's some form of a, a toxic like trio of shit and like even so back, back right. to the cop thing so like i drive on my fucking military pc on my uh dashboard so because that disarms cops when they pull me over and, like the first thing they ask is, oh you're in the military because it makes them feel more comfortable and there's been times when like I didn't have my PC or like my dog tags on my fucking dashboard, and it treated me completely different. So it was like, it's obvious that we have to do certain things to make them as comfortable as possible, so they don't like view us as a potential threat or something, you know. And it's fucked up. Like we yeah. have to think about that first. But when anybody else gets pulled over, their first thought is like, "Why the fuck am I pulled over?" Right? There's there's a huge disparity on how black people or people of color are treated by police and white people i mean if you are denying that like you've lost your fucking mind like you're not paying attention or you're privileged enough to not ever have to experience that i've been pulled over i asked for a warning and i was told you must be out of your cotton picking mind and i was just like oh okay that's fine for a white cop to tell me that and i can't contest it like i did something wrong i get it i did something wrong but there are often times i know so many people that get warnings for doing something like speeding or not wearing a seat belt or a light is not working on your vehicle not saying all three of those things happened to me but what i'm trying to say is is like there are certain ways that people of color are are handled a lot of times black men when it comes to policing so it's just fucking ridiculous because i can tell you right now i'm not a threat i'm five four I, I'm a little dude. My shoulder slope. I can fit into small places. So, yeah, like, I'm not a fucking hey, hey, hey. threat. You're, you're always a threat of stealing someone's girl. Yeah. yeah. You, <laughs> Short King Anthem. Um, something you did touch on, though, that, like, I want to, like, re, like, circle back to is you were talking about, like, the police viewed as heroes. And that's even, like, people, like, looking back in history, they still view those cops as heroes. Like, the police officers who, you know, turned the hoses on the Million Man March yeah. or the brought police dogs them. and, like, you know, t- tried to gang stalk uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Like, they were viewed as heroes in their day. They died happy, thinking they served their country. And to their own, like, white supremacist white end, they did. Yeah, yeah. They were doing exactly what they wanted to be doing. And our society continues to value them as heroes. Which is just like so corrupting 
we have to be able to recognize when like things have been horrible and wrong and that people in our past aren't heroes the confederate generals are not, yeah, they're heroes. not war heroes they're, they're no. not no. war heroes <laughs> when you look at like the way like uh germany handles uh education about world war ii in their schools like taking full responsibility everybody needs to know this yeah. that's the kind of things that we have to be doing about slavery police brutality or not like literally rewriting history like my little cousin she's like 14 in our history textbooks they kind of really wash over slavery and the fact that making it seem like the way i forget the exact way to word it but it made it seem like it was a trade like oh you get on this ship and come work for us and you get to come to america and everyone was like oh cool <laughs> and i'm like read my aunt's read me this shit i'm like that that's not at all how that happened but i, I guess moving forward like with what I said earlier about, you know, not being happy with just the verdict, it's it's a lot more that we need to do. We can't remain silent. We can't stop making our post. If you don't want to make a post, that's fine. But you have to think about how can you impact communities of color? What are you doing? So even by like signal boosting other shit that you say. Absolutely. Or having conversations. Like, if you don't feel comfortable posting on your social media, don't post on your fucking social media. But what you can do is have conversations because I promise you, your few minutes or your hour of being uncomfortable or having uncomfortable situation or conversations is absolutely nothing relative to how many people have had to go through a lot of dumb shit on a daily basis absolutely like so if you want to help if you don't want to donate money if you don't want to post on your social media have conversations have conversations with your inner circles because everyone knows people in your inner circle can say the most fucked up things behind closed doors and it's up to you to sit back and either be a zebra and blend in or be a lion and take that shit out like that's all that's what you can do like have the conversations with your inner circle because without people talking about it without people acting on it without people donating to it things are not going to change and we need more change to happen to not replace white people no it's to be equal and to be equitable like yes there needs to be equality and equity between people. Like and people it, are still getting redlined to this day. <laughs> I watched a documentary on it yesterday, and it was like so they had two groups of people. So like it was a group of like uh, black and brown people and a group of white people, and they would send them to the same real estate office and ask for properties. And across the board, these realtors would place people in just different areas. Like they would just they were like say oh you don't want to live here because this is like a ghetto area this is a bad area you should want to live here and they would have all the white people really buying in one area and then they would say the exact same opposite to black or brown people and be like oh this place is great like it's real diverse like the housing is great it's booming but you don't want to live here because like it's real rural it's too expensive blah 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 and they would just <laughs> split people up like redlining is still a thing people are still not <laughs> getting like, even well, the right housing one of the biggest like education tools is like living around people different than you. Yeah. Like, you know, the racist white people who live out in the suburbs, you know, like they don't they don't know anything about 
people of color living around them, so they don't know them as people. They know them as, like, stories on the news or characters in TV shows. So, like, that redlining, like, is not only barring people from building generational wealth, it's also stopping, like, us as a community, wherever, it's, whatever city this is happening in, from growing into something that recognizes that, you know, people can be different and still be valued and important and just as matterful. It is a, the issue is across the board, and it's like it's not going anywhere unless we all really just come together on it. Well, that's all I have to say. Battle, you have anything else you want to add? No, I think I've said everything. Robert? Yeah, um, it, it's just, it's not over. The fight for justice never stopped, you know. Didn't stop with Martin Luther King Jr. Not going to stop with Barack Obama. Didn't stop with George Floyd. We're just... It, it's not a, Black a forever fight. Great movie, but didn't stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Kate Money? Yeah, I think the biggest key is like, like, I know a lot of people feel like super uncomfortable, like with what, you know, all the different ways that you can contribute. and But like, that's the point is like, we should be uncomfortable and we should constantly like work through that uncomfortableness to kind of figure out like where we're going and like how we can contribute. Because like being uncomfortable is what makes the change. Yeah. Normalize being uncomfortable yes. in social <laughs> in social settings. Uh, absolutely. But yeah, no, I think this is a great conversation. Uh, we we needed to have it, and I feel like it'll be uh, good to hear it back from our listeners. And yeah, get ready for next season because it'll be coming out eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah, and enjoy the song. I'll pick it out later, and I'll make it a I'll make it a bop. Bye. Bye. Did we introduce the show? Oh, no, wait. I don't think we did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll stop recording now. Yeah, we didn't. Time now for your latest weather forecast. Look, I'm growing, I'm dying, I'm planning, I'm grounded, I'm flying. I pilot the end and the pressures of mountain, I'm Zion. Why I get older, he know the true person that I am. I'm focused on feeling emotions are truer than signs. I'm human, I know when I fuck up, I'm feeling defined. Salt in my wound, feel the burns from the tears that I'm crying. I'm human, I know when I fuck up, I'm feeling remorse. In a hood or on a shirt, I'm in love with a horse. Cause, look at me, I was just trying to find angels. Get a discount on a halo. Bring it to bed for a day, though. He said I'm go for the game, no. I do it all for the gang, no. A good time while I wear the pain, no. I don't know who I became, no. Should I be missing my cousin? He used to play all my singles. I ain't got much to explain, no. I ain't got much to explain, no. Should I be missing the homies? We ain't got much on the hang, no. I ain't got much to explain, no. I ain't got much to explain, no. But then I was running for bangles. I was still minimum wage, though. Maybe for Chippendale Django. Now I be 
feeling so Django. Now you can imitate Django. I'm up to cool in the danger. It's only feeling my anger. I love the two in the chamber. I'm in the web and the shotgun. Y'all better go get your popcorn. Ain't no one think I'm a help now. Everyone put up their iPhone. Everyone put up their iPhones. I watch it live on my time zone. Ain't no one think I'm a help now. I think I'm living in hell Thank mm-hmm. you.